Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Today we have a very special uh, guest that I met Wow, in 2014 or 15 or something like that. <laughs> and she is very, very special, and you're going to hear why. But let me tell you a little bit of who she is, that she is an amazing person. Uh, her name is Cassandra Kumara. She is a blend of energies today in the form of Cassandra Kumara. She's an earth guardian and an elemental emissary of the inner earth kingdoms. She's a galactic-like language shaman as well as blueprint keeper and frequency holder. She seeks to be a bridge between humanity and nature, balancing all aspects of multidimensional self. Cassie, it is really, really, really my pleasure to finally, first of all, that we connect, at least through Zoom. I yeah. have seen so many videos of you, and they always are uplifting, and then they anchor the, the energies right away. You're just amazing. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Thank you for inviting me. It's um, really neat to be able to be invited to a space like this. It's been a very interesting life that I've had. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, I, I believe that we all have different awakenings. And I always ask this question because for us, it's all different. Yeah. There were triggers or there were different things that took us where we are now. What was yeah. yours? Um, see, I've been thinking about this question because I had a feeling you'd ask that. So, um, some of the triggers that kind of started my awakening was, uh, I have to think probably about 2009 or so. So I live in Iowa and my then boyfriend wanted to move to Arizona to go to school. And so I moved with him and that was a long ways away from home for me. So I was separated from a whole lot of everything that I knew. And I had to learn a lot really quickly. I had to learn how to live on my my own with, with somebody else. Um, I had to learn how to budget money and all kinds of stuff like that. And really, it's in Arizona that I credit to a lot of things that I learned. And it was kind of a challenging place for me. I went to through depression and stuff like that when I was there. And, you know, my boyfriend and I at the time, we... We worked both full time and, and he went to school and it was, it was very challenging. So there was a lot of those, uh, root chakra survival aspects that really came to the fore to play for me in opening myself up. And it was there that I started, um, reaching out because when I got down to that part where I was depressed and, um, I just didn't really know, I never really connected all that much with religion in general. And, and I just got myself reaching out and, and I think it was around Halloween time. Halloween's always been my favorite holiday. It always has been. And I have never really understood why, but it was around Halloween time that I started looking into like the origins of Halloween and where it comes from. And that kind of started me down on my pagan roots as far as looking up what it means to be pagan and then going into the Wicca and, and shamanism and mysticism and Buddhism and all kinds of different paths. So I started realizing that I identify with so many different things and not just one um, particular like 
set box religion, like not just Christianity, but there are certain values that I hold of that, not just Buddhism, but there are certain values that I hold of that. And I've come to quickly realize that every single thing that I connect to is something that I've connected to like in the past life or a concurrent life. Um, and it's kind of been a very, I don't know, it just started from there, I guess. That is very interesting because I, I do also, I, I call them, I divorced from the Catholic Church when I was 21. And I went into the same path. I study all the religions, all the beliefs, everything to get where I am. And I don't have any. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but I took parts of whatever resonates with me. Because, yes, you're right. Not everything is going to resonate with us. And, and now we're choosing, pick and choosing whatever right. in our lives. So, yes. Do you, con uh, you continue doing, of course, your, your beautiful light language, right? Yes, I am. Um... Light language is something that kind of just spontaneously happened for me. Um, it was, and I, and I come to understand that that's how it happens a lot of times for people. Um, it was because I heard somebody speaking and I heard somebody singing and it was just like an automatic overnight, oh shit, you know, <laughs> pardon my language, but, um, it was like one of those aha moments of, I, I know this, I feel this, I feel this deep inside and I continued with it. And then I had to go through the stigma of, This is different. This is something very, very different than a lot of people are used to. You know, a lot of people would think that it's just babble or it's incoherent and it doesn't make sense. And a lot of people want the translation. But, you know, you know, like I do, light language is it's a heart based practice. Can you explain I, I guess uh, some of our spectators are going to know what is light language, and some of them, they don't. Can okay. Explain them what it is, light language. Yes, I can. So, light language, it's like a universal language. You know how everybody smiles in the same language, right? We, we don't have those barriers between us. Our Earth language tends to... Um, Just go through the brain. We like to analyze a lot of things. Um, light language, because it's incoherent, so to speak, it bypasses the signals of the brain and goes right to the heart. Um, it's a heart-based center to assist us in reconnecting with our hearts and to assist us in opening our hearts so that we can reconnect to others from our heart base and not just from the head space. Um, it helps to bring in balance. Um, and it comes in many different forms. So how it started with me is it was, uh, it started just by speaking, just by speaking light language. And it's something that you don't just give thought to. It's just something that happens like, It helps to slow things down. So we're not constantly in our brains going 5,000 miles a minute. Light language has helped me personally in my journey to be able to slow things down and to come into my heart space when my head gets away. Um, because that happens a lot. Uh, 
especially for me recently. <laughs> so light language is a very beautiful practice that I would love to see more people enjoying. I noticed uh, in my in my own experience, sometimes I can feel the codes that it comes from different because they have different. Um, it depends where uh, who's transmitting the the light language. It's angelical, it's Lemurian, or it's Pleiades, or it's Arcturian, and you can feel it. The the person that is actually transmitting the light language, and maybe some of the spectators. But do you do you have a, a one that you you usually use, or well, I know it's not intentionally. It's just <laughs> the transmission. But do you receive transmissions from specific ones? Um, it's. Like you said, it is different based on the energetic and based on what, what's being called, I suppose. Um, there are some to where I just have an innate feeling of, of where specifically it comes from or because of the, the past lives that I am connected to, um, I, I can feel. So I start speaking and I'm automatically in my, in my head and in my heart, I'm automatically back in that time frame of when I was that particular, inhabiting a particular body, so to speak. Um, a lot of mine that comes through for me, particularly I would classify as Lyran, I suppose. It has more of the roll sort of feel. You know, the, the purr, the purr that you hear with cats. Um, that's what I feel a lot of times present with me when, when I go to speak, when I go to anchor in their different um, energies. And yes, there is a difference you can feel with, okay, so is this angelic? Does this feel more elemental connected? Is it, uh, okay, so am I going from Syrian? Is this more of an Arcturian aspect? Is Am I getting more, you know, more of that direction? Um, yeah. And sometimes when you're transmitting, I don't know. I, I'm talking by my my own very limited experience because man, you're you're you've been doing this for a long, long time. And something that I came to understand about when I start doing light language, I was holding it. I was holding it because I did not. I was fear in judgment, but yeah. I couldn't people because they don't understand what I'm saying, or it's like Monica's inventing stuff. So I have to go to the, to, to the process of starting believing in myself and not really caring what other people think. Well, that's one way to say it. <laughs> yeah. But that, yep. how was your process in that way? Oh my gosh. So that one, it was kind of challenging for me. Um, because I have had past lives of being persecuted. You know, a, a lot of us have gone through the, the persecution past lives where, uh, we were a witch say, for example, and we were either burned at a stake or thrown in a well and drowned. Um, some kind of something happened, some kind of trauma happened that was linked to uh, my light language. Because light language in general, it's a heart-based practice. And if um, it's something that helps to, to, to get you more into your heart so I can see and have an understanding why maybe that would be something to put trauma around, I suppose. So for me personally, understanding that I've had past lives before and that I've been persecuted for being who I am currently and being able to speak, being able to voice, being able to be a, a female and, and to voice certain things and to 
be that wild, uncontrolled, um, feminine. Um, it's been challenging. It's been challenging. I know I've had issues with family members and stuff like that, that now seem to be resolving themselves, but waking up, it's been challenging because it felt like I was alone. I felt alienated. I felt like an alien in my whole entire family because nobody else can see or feel from the perspective that I hold right now. I mean, obviously that's changing and I feel that changing, but to be in a family and my family who they have so much love and there's only so much that they can see. And I know that they love me and they care for me, but it's kind of like, how do I be me when it feels like I'm going to be persecuted again, you know? So it's been a challenge, but it's not been a challenge that I couldn't overcome. It's been one of those things that I practiced it. And if I didn't want to practice it around people, or if I was too afraid to be around people, Fortunately, I lived out in the country to where I could go outside and go for a walk and speak and sing and dance because light language moves in many different ways. It's not just speaking, it's singing and dancing and play and uh, painting and writing and signing and anything that is spirit that connects to your heart that moves you. To me, that is light language. And yeah. so anything that does that should be allowed to flourish and when it connected with my heart and I started feeling it and I started feeling it really pull, it's like that pull to keep my heart open and to open my heart was louder than all the fears could have been. That pull of having my heart open by something that I know that I know very, very well that I have done many, many times. It just trumps the fear completely of being persecuted. Now that come in layers, it comes in layers like healing does. Um, but I now feel comfortable to be able to be myself, to be able to stand outside in town, wherever I'm at right now, and go talk to my tree that's right next to me because it feels comfortable. And that tree is going to give me some comfort right now and speak and sing and, and, and work with the elementals that are around me. Light language opens so many doors. I, I do agree with you and think, and I always thank God as like, oh gosh, I would really thank you for living, living in the 2021. Yeah. We're not going to get burned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're not going to die this time. I've actually had to tell myself that before to keep me on my path of awakening. Like, I'm not going to die this time. Okay. I just have to push through it. I'm not going to die this time. I'm not dying this time. And even that, even that fear of death in fact, became something that I overcame. That, you know what, it doesn't matter if this is where my heart resonates and this is what my heart is asking me to stand up for. It doesn't matter even if I do die this time. Like that fearlessness sometimes just, it's it takes something powerful to step it in. But I, I have never experienced in churches, but I have heard that many churches, they call it, they have even a name for the light language different. It's not light languages. Speaking uh, in tongues. Yes. Why that is accepted, but not light language when it's the same? I am, yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm not sure why that is. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> asking that question and I haven't got the answer like I don't have the answer to that either because it's the same it's it's the same it's just that I 
it feels like um, speaking in tongues feels like more of it's putting a box around it and classifying it as one thing instead of having the freedom that saying white language does because speaking in tongues I think sometimes can be uh, looked down upon, especially if, you know, if you're in the church and that you can speak in tongues. I think even that is looked down upon at times. Yeah. Really, it's just us tapping into our hearts and our own souls and not really needing that mediator of having to go, you know, to a building. And that's me personally, of not needing a mediator to tap into my Christ consciousness self to, to know God, you know, and it's, Yes, I, I grew up Catholic and that was one of the things that is like when they told me in, because I study also with nuns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, they live in the trees, they live in the dogs, they live in the animals, they live, God lives everywhere, but, but you have to go to church to talk to God or talk to the priest. And like, yeah. And the, the dog and the, and the flower and less than everything because he don't live inside of me. <laughs> it was <laughs> really confusing. It's, the message is pretty confusing mm-hmm. about that. So that I was reading in your in your bio that it, it sounds very very interesting, and I know what you're speaking, but I would like to amplify it in that that you're a blend of energies that make Cassandra today. What blend of energies? Okay, so that's something that when you asked for my bio and stuff, I was having a hard time because now I'm I'm needing to introduce myself. Uh, in a public way. And I still have no idea how I identify myself. You know, my, my given birth name is Cassie. And I like that name and it's very pretty. It hasn't always fit who I am because Cassie feels very, uh, limited. So I've branched out and as I've shifted and changed, different energetic names have come to assist me in identifying, I guess, because I have a hard time identifying with one specific name when being a multidimensional being and understanding that I'm not just a human. (laughs) I I am so many more things than just human. And I have lived so many other lives and I am living currently many different lives through many different vibrations. How do you narrow that down into one name? And I have gone through many cycles of names of uh, Katara, of Sakara. Um, Kumara has always been a, a, a tail end name that's stuck because it's it's the Kumara dragons, the Kumara luminaries from Venus. It's um, Kumara, the, the photonic Kumara blends. Ku is... Um, the blending of the ma, ra, ma is mother, ra is father. So it's the kumara blends the mother and the father element, which I feel very, very powerfully that I'm here to do to anchor is to blend, um, to be a balance, um, for the masculine and the feminine to really anchor that template. So Cassandra kind of came because while I like Cassie, it doesn't quite fit who I am anymore. Cassandra, I adopted as a name when I worked at a nursing home and the um, older people had a hard time hearing and distinguishing between Cassie and Kathy. So I used to just go, Cassandra, you can call me Cassandra, so that they knew what my name was. Um, but I spelled it with a C. So 
Katara, a name that I once held, um, that a name of one of my very, very dear Katara Russell, she holds that name as well. Um, Light of the Earth Star is what it means, and it refers to Tara. And I feel very, very connected to that. So Ka means light. So I want to keep the Ka aspect of my name. So when I introduce myself as Cassandra, that's currently who I mean right now because I'm such a different blend of energies, and that's been a challenging thing for my family to keep up with. It's been a challenging thing for myself to keep up with as far as, oh, who is she today? (laughs) You know, what's she saying? What's she doing? What's she going through now? You know, because it's been so many things. I've had to go through every single life that I've lived, every single trauma that I've experienced, not just in this life, but in past lives, to dissect each one, go through it, process it, release it, claim what I need to claim, you know, owning my shadow aspects. So that's been a hard one for me. I used to be one of those light airy fairies that shadow don't exist. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <Right> there. <laughs> So anyways, I, I get off topic a lot, so I'll just bring you back. <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It's, we When we wake up and we start finding the magic in the air, finding the magic everywhere, that's when we wanted to share to everybody in that time. And that's when we start getting hit, like with the judgments and so forth. And that's that's when we start, that's when we start going to the, our dark night of soul. Yes. Because it is... Not everything is fluffy and light and love. And that's when we encounter our own issues that we have to work on. And um, and I believe this is, in general, I can say, from the, the process of, of um, the majority of the beings, that when we wake up, we think, oh, everything is going to be fluffy. That's why at the beginning, like, oh, all the healers and coaches and so forth, they should be only uh, love and light. That's not it. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that way <laughs> no, I wish but no <laughs> right. we have to heal ourselves what did the light language do for people what is light language okay so light language can do so many things so when you first start tapping into your heart let's say that I'm assisting you let's say that we're together and we're working together and you you've come and you brought me some different issues emotional issues and stuff like that that you're working on and you're just you just need some overall assistance. So I can assist you by helping you to tap into your heart, which taps into your own light language, because every single person is equipped with the capabilities to speak, sing, write, dance, whatever calls to your heart type of light language, because that is your heart. What light language can do for you is it can heal you. It, it can heal you, and it's done in layers. So when I work with you, let's say that you're – um, a client that comes to me for healing and I will work with you and, and I will speak light language or I will sing light language. And what it will do is it will open up certain key areas in your body, in your cells. I mean, my energy speaks directly to the person's energy um, or my own energy. If I'm working on myself, for example, and it works directly with your cells, it works directly with your energy. It bypasses your, your brain. So it actually helps you and it assists you in healing cuts and healing wounds and healing um, emotional issues. I have found a lot of times that when I'm really, really sad or upset or depressed to assist me and bringing me back to my center, I will sing. I like singing anyways. Um, 
but I will sing and I will just allow it to flow. And that helps bring me back to center. I've also found that when I'm really, really excited and when I'm really, really happy, sometimes I'll just start speaking and I'll start singing and I'll start dancing. And it's just that infectious, you know, type of an energy that I've been able to utilize to help unlock different parts of myself. I've been able to utilize to help uh, release stress, to help calm me down, to help me navigate my center. Um, I've been able to utilize light language as a communication tool um, between uh, myself and the subtle realms. So like the, the elemental realms and the fairy realms and the, uh, um, the angelic realms and stuff like that. Being able to utilize light language assists with that because I can just go and say, um, I'm, I'm struggling with something right now. Angels, can you please bring down the frequencies that'll be right and correct for me, for my body to assist in adjusting myself and bring myself back to center and back to alignment? And then I wait, open my heart, and I allow, I breathe. And what flows through is what I need in that moment. And it's always different based upon what is needed in that moment. Are you teaching classes right now? No. <laughs> I'm not teaching classes. Um, it's something that I've often thought about, but I would love to be able to help other people open up to their own white language. Yes, I, I remember when I was going through the process and believing in myself that I can do it, that just have the guts to actually do it. I took a class, I, I took cl two classes actually. One was with Aurora Light and the other one was with, um, uh, oh my God, Marianne Sabino. Okay, yeah. And, uh, they were really, really wonderful. I understood that it was there. It was always, yeah. even before I even signed up with them, it was there, but I did not have the guts to actually do it. And mm -hmm. what they, they helped me is having the guts to actually uh, say it and now I use it all the time because before I was doing a clearing or cleaning or or whatever and they came up and I was like if, if I was in front of the client I was doing it very softly so they yeah. came because I was embarrassed so someone hear me and of course that was wrong and that was not being completely full in power right. and now I understand better but it was breaking those barriers breaking those limits Mm -hmm. that, that we all have to do. And that's, I believe, yeah, you should teach classes of light language because you're amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're amazing. I haven't always felt that way. That's that's the truth. I haven't always felt amazing. In fact, I've felt really utterly like crap sometimes. <laughs> and it's been hard to even see my own light. And, um. You were my one of my first experiences that I that I had listening to light language, in fact. Really? Yes. You were you were one of my first experiences that I had. Before even in that group that we met a long time ago, the Meet the Cosmic Neighbors, something like that. Yeah. In that one you were my first, one of my first experiences that I had and it got me I got me activated. Gosh, I remember posting in that group so much. <laughs> yes. I believe that was a opener for many of us that I believe we're so family. Yes. Cetera, Leonora, et cetera, all of us that we were there. Yes. That, uh, it was, I, mean, I truly believe that we were so family and that's why we encounter ourselves in, in that group. 
that makes sense. I, I, I feel that absolutely. Yes. And Cassie, and sometimes when I am doing light language, I res—I am a channeler, so I do receive messages. A lot of them are telepathically, and not necessarily comes in light language. Comes right. That's how usually I I I do it. But in light language, sometimes it comes the message, and it's like, oh, and they're saying this and this and this and this, and it's easy to translate what they're saying. Yes. All the time happens, but sometimes it do happen. Do you have any message for us? That you have received that this is oh this is for the collective. Give me a moment because I, as I was sitting here, um, feeling into uh, getting ready to come online and stuff, I was guided to uh, set up a crystal grid, and I know that there is a light language transmission that goes along with that. So give me a second to see if I can get this. Um, turned around. I have some water guys after this transmission. I would re really recommend it so you can anchor them. Yep, absolutely. Uh, drink water. Um, you can speak light language to your water and it will help you too and your food. Okay, so let's see. Um, it's more about feeling so sometimes I don't get like an instant communication as far as what it means but I look at the different elements and I can feel it so there's a lot of um, powerful cosmic mother energy um, here on this side bringing purity into the root chakra Selenite amplifying the energy, lots of rose quartz um, for heart centered, opening the heart. So basically, okay, so this is going to be more of a open heart, um, mother's open heart, a mother's open heart. This this makes perfect sense. So shout out to my mom if she's watching. Thank you for assisting me with this one. Thank you for the phone call today. Um, so this will be about a mother's heart and I feel like it's going to be an emotional one. So give me a second to set this up and we'll go. Na Yes, for grounding energy to come in from something from the system of grounding energy to come in. Going all the way up and connecting with heaven and earth. Harukarunundra, 
From the Divine Cosmic Mother, know that you are loved. Know that you are supported. Make sure, guys, to keep breathing with this transmission. This is a very, very powerful, heart-opening, divine, cosmic mother anchoring into the earth grids, into all grids now. I'm getting the message to say, and for myself too, that your life is powerful. When you think all is dark, that's where you find your light. Don't be afraid of yourselves. Come back to yourselves, come back to center every single time. And open. Thank you, Monica, so much for having me on here. I appreciate you so much for giving me this opportunity to be able to share. Thank you guys for tuning into my energy. And I hope that every single person who feels this energy and who watches this receive the biggest Biggest, like I am talking, the biggest bear hug for me that you could ever possibly get. Like, just feel me and know that, you know, we're together now. Like, we're all here together. 
here to support each other and I'm finding my support system back in myself too. So we all go through stuff. Can't be overcome. That's part of the processes of clearing the house. <laughs> yeah, clearing the house, for sure. We can take suitcases of guilt, shame, blame, anger, or trauma, any kind of trauma where we're going, any of us. So, yes, it is time. And, and it is. I believe it is very important because this road that we chose, it is a very lonely cho uh, road. It's not so easy to to find. Like you're in Iowa, I am in South Texas, almost with the border with <laughs> me. And it's not so easy to find people that you can play energetically at, at these levels, right? Uh, or even understood. In fact, when you are passing through your own things, and it's a very lonely road. So I believe it is very important for all of us to understand that we are not alone that I really thank the internet because that um, at least we can see our faces. <laughs> we can feel them, but at least we can see our faces and knowing that someone is there supporting us all the way. So yes, we're not here alone. And then you work with people, you mentioned, right, Cassie? <laughs> I have worked with people in the past and that's something that I've always been interested in is helping um, where I can and working with people to tune into their own bodies and tune into their own energetic fields even. Yes, I don't block and remove um, things that they don't need. Yep, to help remove all those blocks and stuff. Yes, I highly recommend you guys to contact Cassie. I will add her information uh, to the description box. So like that, you can get a, goal, uh, get a hold of her because, hey, we all need it. And a transmission of uh, light language can remove any blockage and, and uh, it can really help, help you to heal in different levels. And Cassie, uh, how do you see yourself in five years? Ugh. Okay, so how do I see myself in five years? I have always wanted to live off the grid. I have always wanted to have a plot of land and live like Native American village style to where everybody has their own little space, but we're a community. And there's community gardens and um, people contacting and getting, you know, getting in touch with nature again. There's a big, like a, a, a fire ring to, to gather around. There's singing and dancing and drum circles and yoga and um, education. And I've always wanted to teach a forest school. So taking people out into the woods and helping and assisting, facilitating in the reconnection between nature and the nature elementals and humans and how we can work together. Because as a blueprint keeper, that's one thing that um, I do is I be, I can see and it, this really didn't hit me, hit me until just a couple of days ago, to be quite honest. Um, but when I'm in a place, when I'm in a space, when I'm around people, I tend to feel uh, like a higher blueprint or several blueprints mm -hmm. um, of what that person could, 
could grow into or like the possibilities. So like when I'm out in a, in a nature space, in, in a park, for example, out in the woods, um, I can sit with the trees and feel by connecting into their energy and their subtle communication, different blueprints and different patterns for, for housing structures that are made um, with all natural materials that work with nature, not against nature, that work with the flow and the structure, um, like biomimicry, you know, um, big, like big, huge bird nests. You know, I, I see different visions in, in my head of, of different communities in, let's say, for example, you're in more of a desert situation, you know, different communities set up based on, um, the area that you're in, like, um, well, I guess Native Americans did that sort of a thing too, building teepees in their, in their lodges and stuff like that. That's sort of the thing that I'm interested in going back to and showing people and connecting with other people because it's not just a me creating or me teaching sort of a thing. It's, you know, we all work together and we bounce off each other. So if I don't think of something, oh, hey, did you ever think of this? Maybe it could work this way. You know, we work together. That's what I want is I want a village of working together of, of, of several villages, being able to see us going back to nature, being able to see the issues as humans of, of what's been going through and be able to take responsibility and ownership for our energy in every single aspect and being able to step in for nature who doesn't have a voice of her own unless she's really violent about it with earthquakes and tsunamis and volcanoes and all kinds of stuff, getting us to wake up and see we need to be the stewards of this planet again. We need to be her voice again. I I totally agree with you. I have the same vision. Actually, that's something that is one of my goals too at the same time. And yeah, I I remember a while back there was the Ubuntu movement. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's great. But there was something in there like, oh, I don't feel like this is where I want to go. Right. I still do not know why. I'm not against it or pro. Uh, I just, I don't feel in my in my being that that's, that's where I envision it. Yeah. And, and I believe, um, I believe that's what you're talking about. Because what you're talking about is like, oh, yes, exactly. That's what I, I resonate that's what I feel. And when the space where you were talking about the blueprints and I call them, I, I, I go there and I call it myself, uh, the no time, the no place. Because it is, you can see the possibilities of everything that it can happen, depending on the choice of we choose or anyone choose. And that's where it can happen. From that point, many times, that's where I take the, uh, my decisions. Because that is that is easier to make a choice when you can see all the possibilities that can happen if you take certain choices, and that's that's exactly. And I, but I have not put I put myself the the name because I I didn't even know how to even call it, and you call it blueprints. That's that's very interesting. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because now we're paying off each other because. I, you know, what you just said about you make decisions from that space. I just realized I do the same thing, but I have been, uh, I didn't recognize that that's what I was doing. And I haven't been able to communicate, like to bring that down into that space of 
So I see all the possibilities and I'm resonating with the one that's correct to me. Now, how do I explain that? How do I bring that back down? How do I see that this is the highest possible timeline? Where do I go from there? And what steps do I need to take for that? Yes. You know, I've never been able to actually explain that. So yes. it's that it's that point of no time. I see that. Yes, because there is no time, no space, no... I can't even call it the void because I love to go to the void. But uh, but it's not the void neither. It, it, it is... We're learning different things. And uh, and we just having the downloads and suddenly like oh my god this is yeah <laughs> or now I know how to do this that's what is about the downloads guys if you guys do not know what is a download you just receive information from your galactic family from your soul star family from um, your multidimensionality let's put it like that and now you know how to do something new that you didn't know how to do yesterday. <laughs> right yes <laughs> me journaling which is something that i've been wanting to get back into and uh something that i'm going to get back into but journaling i remember has always been very very helpful to me like even if i don't know what to write i'll write several times i don't know what to write i don't know what to write until something starts flowing and eventually i'll get on something and it's just a way to be able to bridge that and help my brain to okay just get it out you know <laughs> And it leads, it leads to many different things and helps me to, to get different revelations and to be able to process those downloads that happen to be able to break it down into chunks. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes you just receive the download and you don't know what it means. And it takes yeah. you days, hours, weeks, or months to understand what was the download about that you just yeah. received. It depends on how long it takes you to anchor that inf information. And like language can help you for that. To anchor it easier, right? And uh, what did you do? Uh, what do you mean with Earth Guardian Elemental Emissary? That's what you were talking about. Yes, Earth Guardian being an elemental emissary for like the Inner Earth Kingdoms. I have a very strong connection to Inner Earth, and I've always had this connection to understanding that there is more to this planet than just what's on the surface, like. I have memories that flash back sometimes of being in crystal caves and being a more of a, a an avatar like being, you know, that movie Avatar with the blue uh, feline beings, being more of a being like that and being in, in crystal caves and singing and singing with a group of other people around me and activating these crystals. And I have different memories of being in like very, very lush gardens and vegetations and waterfalls and all kinds of stuff um inside this planet um and i know to some people that sounds crazy <laughs> but i have those memories and i have those knowings and understandings of it being like it's the heart of the planet so like inner earth to me feels it's it's like mother's core uh it's the heart of the planet and if you think about our being our body in and of itself is the Taurus field. So we've got energy constantly going this way and then constantly coming from your root and going up and down, you know, like an apple. So in the center of the apple, you've got the seed in the center, in the center of us, we've got our heart in the center of the planet. You've got the core, the core crystal. Um, it's like, for me, that's where purity is. 
that's where the purity is, is in the core, is in the center of the earth, in the center of uh, my heart. Um, being a an elemental emissary, being able to go outside and sit and sit with a tree and just feel um, little tiny fairy type energy sitting on my shoulders, um, tapping me or playing tricks or something like that, or or going and and planting crystals next to, next to some flowers or putting um, a slice of my apple next to the flowers or something like that to know let the fairies know that they're appreciated and that sort of a communication of understanding that I am not above nature. We as humans have gotten to that point where we think that we're above nature, that we we can build cities and we can build towns, we can build roads and bridges and, and have all these uh, different infrastructure things when when our world is going shit, you know, pardon my, my speak there, but when you have cities that are polluting so much and so much garbage and stuff is going into the oceans and so much litter is being thrown out and I used to get so upset because I'd walk down the road and I'd pick up trash that other people threw out. You know, I know that's not my job. I know that's not my trash and I shouldn't be worried about it, but it's my planet and I care about it. And I want to show people that we can't treat her like this and expect for her to treat us good. You know, it's, it's that mother thing. It's, it's, there's that correlation. There's that connection. It's, it's the whole mother thing. Um, we can't treat our mother earth like crap and expect for her to provide food for us, expect for her to provide housing for us, expect for her to provide any kind of anything for us. Um, How about if we make the proposal for all our viewers and the ones that are going to be seeing this trend, uh, this podcast later on to pick up your trash that you're throwing out and not only yours, pick up at least some of trash from other one. And if we all do that, we can have a cleaner planet. Absolutely. And, you know, if you go for walks, if you're somebody who goes for a walk daily, I used to do this all the time. I still do this when I go for walks. I, when I carry my purse with me to carry my water and my phone and whatever else I have, I carry um, like grocery bags so that whatever garbage I see and if, you know, you carry gloves on you, put, put a pair of gloves on and pick up the trash and just clean up the park, you know, clean up the planet. If you're at a park, clean it up. If you see it, because that's, that's the least that we can do. For this planet who gives us everything without this planet, we wouldn't have anything. She is the cosmic mother for us humans to be here. Yeah. She's treated with respect and love again. And I believe there are more people waking up more and more every day. More that are confused and they need help. And they, because they don't know what is going on, they, they already passed the fluffy part, you know, that... Yeah. Not in light, everything. They already passed that stage, and now is the confusing part where we were, the dark night of the soul, and trying to figure it out now. So that's why I believe we are very important right now in this time. So we can help them out and guide them. Mm -hmm. And you guys are not alone. So if anybody's struggling with any of this, like I said, like I'll sit here and cry right with you. I mean, previous to coming on here in two hours earlier, I was having issues and working through some things and I was sitting here crying and, you know, we're not all without our struggles. We all have things that we're dealing with. And, um, 
if you ever get to that point where it's really, really hard and you have nobody to turn to, I understand that completely. I was there just a couple of weeks ago and I felt like, you know what, maybe it would be better if I just wasn't here anymore. You know, maybe, maybe it's not worth it at all to be here anymore. Just take myself out of the situation completely. Um, when I was at my lowest point, it was feeling like I had nothing left. My, my inner glow, my inner spark, that inner fire that you've once saw on several of those groups of me being so energetic and lively and stuff. It was for that moment, it was gone. It was completely gone. Like I felt like someone had taken my fire and completely, I obviously that someone was me, but you know, that's what it felt like. And my, my fire was just a little tiny flicker. It was just a little tiny flame. And if honestly, if it hadn't been for that subtle communication, sitting in that moment of saying, just trust, stay here. It'll work out. Just trust. I don't think I'm sitting here in this conversation with you. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I can feel it where I am. I can feel your beautiful heart. I can feel your beautiful energy. And you are needed. You're important. And it doesn't matter if the people, they, the, our family sometimes are the ones they judge harder. And if our families can't see the magnificent beings we are and why we're here, because the, our mission is ours, not theirs. And, uh, and if they don't see it or not, it doesn't matter. We are not here for them. We're here for, we have our own mission. And you are important. And you are love. Don't forget that. Thank you. And you're not alone. We can't be alone to know that. And it's not about me being with you and supporting you. It is all the elementals, all the energies. They're always, always with you, even if you don't want to. <laughs> And that's the hard thing. I sit here and I talk about all this stuff and I talk about how awesome and amazing it is. And then I myself forget about it. I myself forget about my own gifts to activate myself, to bring myself back. And I'm sitting here saying, oh, yeah, if you're having a hard time here, you can just tap in and the elements of the house. <laughs> sometimes I am my own worst critic. And sometimes I really need to take my own advice and just do that myself. And then it's times where I feel so much that it's like I want nothing more than to just to shut it off because I feel so much. Do you remember Adendre O'Connor from that group too? Yeah. He's saying, oh, oh my, I wanted you to, I could not see it in my, in my computer. He says, oh my, I wanted to, I want you to, your light and your spirit. Oh, now it appears over here. She wanted your. Uh, she was needing your light and your spirit too. That's what she says. And Josie Sight, remember also from that group, she's uh, watching us. And yes, she says that she loved. Uh, oh my God, I miss that group. <laughs> no, I know that's what I'm thinking too. Like that was it was such a wonderful connected time when all of us were in that group. Like I felt, I felt connected. You know, I actually being able to be in a group like that and and see and and meet you know even when we did those meditations i don't even recall how often it was but even when we did those meditations when we did that 
I love doing that and I miss doing stuff like that. And I want so badly to get more into that. It's just, I haven't really known how, you know, <laughs> been focused on a lot of different things. But thank you guys. I see Deirdre. I think I see you message me. I can't look at it right this second, but thank you, Joseph. Thank you guys. I love you. Bob, I do have a group that's called Awakening from, uh, from Within. And, uh, and you're all welcome. And I miss you guys. All of you. Awakening from within. Is that what you said? Awakening from within. Okay. I'll yes. find you then. Yes. And well, uh, you have something else you would you like to add? Not at this particular moment, I don't think. Well, okay. Then, um, thank you everybody for being here. Thank you, family. Thank you for being here. It looks like we got together, finally. Yes. <laughs> Some, of us, <laughs> Some of us, at least we are here. And this is awesome. This is really, really good. And this brings so much beautiful memories. Can we do more of this? Can we do this again? <laughs> yes, of course we can. <laughs> yes, we do. And, uh, well, the next week in the, I have two podcasts and the, the second podcast is more in fo uh, focus more in artists. The next podcast I am going to have, uh, on Sunday 19 at 6 p.m. That's on Sunday. I have Scott Kiche, he's uh, a visual artist that his work is really, really, really impressive. He's in, uh, in Los Angeles. And in Soul Talk, the next Monday, the 20th, I will be giving a transmission. And uh, we're going to be doing a channeling uh, channeling from my higher self, Maia. And I'm having a free mini class, Balancing the Polarities, in October 27, 28, and 29th. For more information, contact me. And remember, guys, I really want to give thanks to the, the to the people that have been supporting me in my podcast through their donations. And remember, this podcast survived by, uh, by your donations, and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And send me your information, Cassie. So like that, I can put it in the description box. So like that, and if anyone wants to contact you, they can contact you. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.